Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. All right, Arnie, today's the big enchilada in Beeman's story. I think this is the big enchilada in all of our stories, especially if we struggle to forgive someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so huge. And, and usually with that struggle of forgiving someone, that someone also is ourselves. And Beeman doesn't talk about it so much, but you know when bad things happen to people— oftentimes they feel they must have done something wrong. I mean, come on, the house is deserted, um, you're left out. I mean, I must be a terrible person. So you'll just have to listen to this and see how Beeman deals with all of this. Yeah, yesterday he was abandoned by his parents, but today something amazing happens. We know some parents have done some terrible things to their kids, and we have them who want to go closer to Jesus each day. But that image of their parents and then Jesus as the Godfather, how did you reconcile that? Was it a big deal for you? It was. It was a battle that I fought regularly until I finally yielded to the Lord and forgave my parents. So you had to forgive your parents that helped you get closer to God? I had to forgive my parents. It was like a cancer eating me up, and it, it separated me from the Lord. Wow. Because the simple fact is, is I stayed angry at them, and God couldn't help me. You know, it's just like one of our kids, something happens to them, and you go to them, and you try to help them, and they reject you, and you don't know what to do for them because they won't let you help them. Same thing. God's trying to help us. But he can't help us because we reject everything he's telling us to do. Just, I mean, it, it is a tough thing to do to, to step back and say, I love you and I forgive you and forget about all the stuff that happened from the time of a little child on up. It's, it's hard, but God has got your back. I mean, he does. He has given me grace and mercy and compassion, and I love my parents. They, both of them have deceased. But, you know, my purpose in life is that simple fact is, is, you know, I'm not out to build a legacy. I'm out to make sure when people step in my footprints, it leads them to Christ. That's all I want. I don't care about anything else. Do you feel like it, it comes back around, though, that you have to re-forgive and re-forgive? Does that make sense? Or do you just know, like, I've, I've forgiven already. Get out of my head. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ. That's all I can say. You know, his blood covers multitude of sin. And my theory in life is I really can't come down on anybody else because I'm not sinless. If I ever get to that point, then you know what? I'll judge you and I'll, and I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. But I, I've never got to the point to where I'm sinless. There's always something that I've done wrong or said wrong or, or acted wrong. But the big thing for me, with especially with my dad, was when he was laying there in that in that hospital room, and 
and uh, I got to lead him to the Lord because possessions was his life. I mean, you know, he, he considered his, his wealth the biggest thing that, I mean, all of his stuff meant more to him than anything. So when I got to lead him to the Lord and see him broken before the Lord and to hear some of his story for the first time of how his life had been, um, that opened my eyes to a lot of stuff for me to be able to sit there and go, you know what? We're all wretched people saved by God's grace and mercy Mm -hmm. and only by his blood are we cleansed, you know, and that's, that's where it goes. It all goes back to the cross. We all got our battles and our hurdles, and we, we do the best we can to get through them, but I do my best to hang on to the Lord's garments and let let Him lead me through them. Can you point to a day that, like, you went forward at church, or it, is there actually an event, or was it just a series of events that uh, led up to giving your heart to the Lord? <laughs> Well, I've been in this business a long time, and I had come in off the road, and me and my wife, Sharon, had been separated for almost nine months. And the little church that she was going to, the pastor, back then there wasn't cell phones. I know that that dates me, but still, (laughs) back then, (laughs) you know, I had a message from dispatch up there to to call call this, this guy who's a pastor. So I called him to see what he needed, and he asked me if he could meet with me. And it was Sharon who was going to that church, and she had been going through some counseling with him and his wife, and I went and met with him. I sat in that pastor's office for 10 hours that wow. day. And it felt, like, it felt like 30 minutes. And when I left there, I'd given my life to the Lord, and it changed my life. It really did. I mean, I, I was a, a wretched fellow, but... The thing that, that sticks in my, my brain more than anything, there was a guy that, that drove out on the road with us that requested to be on the tour because I was on it. Yeah, I didn't know this guy from Adam, and um, he introduced himself, and, and I found out later he went to that church. But um, he was there for about six months, and then he left. Well, I did everything but literally pinned him against the wall and threatened to kill him. But because all he would tell me about was Jesus, 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 and I was tired of hearing it. And he just disappeared. And a year later, I ran into the guy, and I was in that church, going to church there. And he had been a member of that church. And he said, God told me to do nothing but just stay on your tail and tell you about him. And that's what I did until he told me to leave. And he said, it wasn't no doubt when I walked through the door and seen you sitting here. So that mm-hmm. guy changed my life. He literally prayed me to where I got, I got myself straight with the Lord. That is incredible, Beeman. Yeah, incredible story. Who do you look for inspiration when you're dealing with a problem? Well, first, I, I, I go to the Lord. There's no doubt. I mean, I go to God before I do anything. But the biggest person in my life has been David Jeremiah. I met him back when I worked with Steve Green, and um, I listened to him every day. It's not that he has got it all together by no means, but it's one thing about it. He tells you the truth, and the truth is the only way we're going to get through any of it. And so it gives me the proper um, knowledge to get in God's Word, and 
Uh, it's playing in my house when we go to sleep at night, and I wake up and turn it right back on. I have it in my pickup. It's on uh, MP3 player. I play scripture. And worsening your mind with God's Word is your only hope. I mean, that's the only thing that keeps you from what's going on in our in our world, in our country you know, today, in my opinion. I mean, that's the only thing that I can grasp hold to. I can't grasp to anything else. People's going to let you down. You know, your church is going to let you down, you know, so, but God's word will never let you down. God is in it and he directs our paths. That goes a lot with uh, what you talk about, Arnie, with being in the word, that power of four, four or more days a week and how it's absolutely life changing just in your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. What stops you then, Beeman, from growing closer to Jesus? It's easy to get wrapped up in materialistic stuff. It's easy to to get to the point to where you think you need something that you don't need. Pride would be, the, I guess, the number one thing because you get to be prideful people. You live in a nice home. You like to have nice stuff, and it makes you a little prideful, and I pray against that on a daily basis, but I'm one of these guys that are that's um, very thankful for what I have, and I try to take care of it. I'm a, they call me a cleanie, I guess. I'm always making sure everything is clean and perfect, but I think it drives my grandkids crazy because they can't have fun in Grandpa's house because I'm too worried about them breaking something. So I get, <laughs> I get myself into that dilemma. That's probably my biggest hurdle is to make sure that stuff is not more important than people. Well, that is amazing, uh, but it gets even more amazing because of this big word called complaineria, Arnie, if you can elaborate. Yeah, stay tuned tomorrow and you're going to find all about complaineria. Has today's podcast encouraged you to go closer to God? Great. Be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet, subscribe today.